Welcome to Dry Clean Only Conversations on Fashion and Style. I'm your host, Kristen Cole in New York. I'm a fashion consultant with 20 years experience in the industry as a high concept retailer, fashion director, founder, and buyer. I'm here for all the conversations around the many changes in fashion right now. And that's what I'm bringing to you on this pod. I hope you enjoy. Okay, welcome. This is episode number 23, where I have the pleasure of chatting all things fashion and all things Halston with the brand's new creative director, Ken Downing, who wisely says, you don't know where fashion's going unless you know where fashion's been. A sentiment that perfectly captures the crux of our conversation today, where Ken shares his deep knowledge on vintage and fashion history, insights gained through his many years at Neiman Marcus as fashion director, and we dig into Halston's enduring influence on fashion, the famous Halstonettes, and Ken shares a little bit of what he has planned for Halston, including, spoiler alert, a Pantone development that I will definitely want to try and lace. But before we get to the interview, a few things I will keep it super breezy because my conversation with Ken is just so good. It's Paris Fashion Week, Spring 23 Collections. We are well into Fashion Month, not so exhausting for me personally because I'm not traveling like I used to, but that does not mean that I was able to escape the much dreaded seasonal fashion flu. I somehow got hit anyways. It's gorgeous. It's chilly fall sweater weather, coat weather in New York right now. It's my absolute favorite time of year to dress. I will spare you my reporting on the collections in Paris, Milan, London, and New York because there's so much reporting going on and chatter on the collections right now anyway, but I will say chic and elegance are definitely back. Last week was also, in case you missed it, this little thing called New York City Climate Week with a lot of great education and programming. My hub for all New York City Climate Week is Columbia University's Columbia Climate School and also the UN Climate Change Secretariat. And if you're looking for some easy, fun follows on Instagram, if you're still on Instagram, there are some sustainability follows that I just love. Jane Fonda at the top of that list, of course, Greta Thunberg, Brown Girl Green, who's great. It's brown girl underscore green and eco.medi for all things sustainable innovation. More brands continue in that direction, going legit green and earning B Corp status, namely Maison Chloe, Another Tomorrow, and Ghani just earned their certification last week. Congrats to them. And the mother of all climate activists, masquerading as a brand, Patagonia, who made viral news last week for their stunning first-of-its-kind announcement that Patagonia's founder, has given away the company, so to speak, with all profits henceforth going to fight climate change. Pretty incredible. I was already a big Patagonia fan. My kids wear their coats. It's a staple in my house, but this is just pretty beyond. Ewan McGregor and Netflix's Halston series really brought Halston back into the zeitgeist. In one of my earlier careers, I was a stylist while living in LA. And in addition to other celebrities, I was able to style Ewan McGregor for the cover of Men's Vogue, which was a highlight and thrilling from a teenage crush perspective. Uh, He was just as dreamy and nice as you might imagine. It's always an exciting time when faced with new beginnings and fresh starts in life. But of course, for brands, there have been so many brand reinventions by new creative directors that I've encountered in my career with brands I used to buy and love, Phoebe Philo at Celine and Hetty, then Demna for Balenciaga when I was already buying his Vetmont. I got to see that quick elevation, JW Anderson at Loewe, Raph at Calvin, all very exciting. 
some brief, some long, Luke and Lucy Meyer at Chill. There's always so much optimism around a new creative director appointment on the cusp of that new life for the label. So for this reason, I'm super excited to sit down with the charming, omni-talented Ken Downing to talk about his plans for Halston. That's pretty good. All right, so Ken, I'm so happy to have you on the pod today. Thank you so much. Uh, we are here at the Halston offices on Broadway. I mean, I couldn't be more excited that you actually asked me to oh my gosh. participate. I'm I so hope excited. we're going to be interesting enough for all of your audience. It's it's fashion audience for sure. And I already wanted to interview you just for your career and fashion direction and Neiman Marcus and all of that that you're known for. But with this, I mean, this is just very exciting. I want to talk about that. I I can't deny that working for a luxury retailer Mm -hmm. and sitting front row for so many years as a fashion director selecting beautiful things for the consumer and, you know, being part of the public relations office, creating fashion shows and being involved with charitable organizations Mm -hmm. and even before that, you know, working in the world of visual merchandising and running the Los Angeles store, creating parties and designing windows, all of those all of those sensibility really prepare you in a very well-rounded way. When you've seen the most beautiful clothes in the world, some of the less beautiful clothes in the world, yes. how things are made, how things fit, yeah. it really informs so much of what I, what I do and have always done. And it's an ongoing education, right? You're just always learning. You know, I think it's, it's something I say often, but I truly believe in, especially when I speak with students, you don't know where fashion's going unless you know where fashion's best. So true. And, and I think it's such an important lesson for me to continue to tell myself being here at Halston because it's such a legacy brand. Yeah, big time. And I think that a lot of people believe that when you take over such a known house and mm-hmm. such a not only a legend of a designer but quite a personality yeah. of a designer as well. Big time. You know, the, the concern is always does it become a retro rewind, mm-hmm. and and you have to you have to find the DNA yeah. that's most important, yeah. and realize that you have this major personality, individual, and talent that frankly really redefined American fashion in yeah. so many ways. Big but time. don't become hindered in the past yeah. because it's not how people live anymore. Right. You, Absolutely. You have to think super futuristically yeah. and really create clothes for the here and now for yeah. how women dress today yeah. which is really the genius of Halston why was he so prolific and he really liberated women yeah. you know, it, unlike during the late or early teens when Chanel and people were taking women out of the corset he in a very similar but different way he took women out of all those super constructed complicated so true clunky clothes yeah. that really defined these yeah. early on and he let women move it was about the movement it was about the freedom and he draped really with women not wearing underpinnings and thing yeah so there, there was a great modernity that mm-hmm. he brought to fashion at the time yeah. which is really that was when pretty you shocking about how women dress yeah. today yeah. i mean it's all about you should be wearing the clothes the clothes shouldn't be wearing For sure. you and, and those are the hallmarks of what Halston will be that go forward. The archives are crazy rich. And, oh and his, 
his breadth of what he did is super inspirational. In fact, we we pulled one of the famed altar suede dresses yeah. out of the archives a couple weeks ago, and I put on a model Ooh. just for photography. Yeah. And see, like, we took her out into the streets. Yeah. It's as relevant today as it was. Now. Maybe not the ultra suede so yeah. much because it was a little... I'll choose a different material. Or... We're, we're leaning into great moments, yeah. but we're not letting us... It's, it's not strapping us. You're not stuck in the past. That's so exciting. And in the Halston archives, which, by the way, if you ever need an assistant to run over and go through that, I would love to. I, um, and, and, and you're welcome to oh join us. Oh my gosh. There, there are unfortunately hours outside the city. <laughs> and one, yeah. of, one, of, one of my early to-dos is I want to yeah. get at least the Halston pieces back here. Get a nice edit for your archive in-house. That would be so chic. And also, everyone who comes here is going to want to go see that. Well, you know, the the great thing, being being an alum of FIT and being on the board of the FIT Museum, they were actually the recipients of most of the archival material. That's amazing. came from the Olympic Tower, the famed Holston Red offices. Yes. But they they have a lot of video as well as ready-to-wear and a lot of the pattern Oh, that's so great. So students already have access to it. People have access to it. That's really exciting. What do you love about the Halston brand? Like, what are you most excited about? You know, I I think it's a little bit of everything. And it it really does go back to my childhood. A lot of people believe that I probably knew him. Mm -hmm. I I am not young. I'm just not that old. Because (laughs) when I came to New York City to go to FIT, to fashion school, studio had already closed. Mm -hmm. But... My mother, who is still an ardent fashion follower and mm. still loves her jewelry and yeah. loves to get dressed, in fact, yeah. I just sent her two Holston caftans. Oh my god, um, how great! I mean, if you're if you're gonna be home and lounge yes. or not, oh my you know, god, yes. So and they're good for a lot of jewelry because yeah. one necklace is never enough with my yeah. mother. It's usually five or seven. Oh, I love this. But the studio era ended. But I grew up. Though I had toys and things, and I'm sure I don't really remember them, I fantasized about my life yeah. through the pages of Vogue and Harper's Bazaar. And when I could find Cosmopolitan, but yeah. my mother, because we were all four boys yeah. growing up, I was the oldest, she felt Cosmopolitan was really racy. Yeah. And she didn't want me looking through it, but I did. I got hold of her books and yeah. hold of her Harper's Bazaars. And yeah. so. I knew of Halston, and not only of Halston, I was obsessed with mm-hmm. Pat Cleveland. Oh, amazing. Obsessed yeah. with Pat Cleveland. So his whole crew, yeah. It was it was really something yeah, I understood. Yeah. Also, so my mother and grandmother made a lot of their clothes, as women did in yeah. those times. Designer clothes as we know them today, they, they yeah. really didn't exist. No, so different. And so my mother used a lot of Halston patterns, and, and made a lot of the Halston dresses and jumpsuits, and then I remember vividly going to the fabric store because a lot of them were for Jersey or yeah. Kiana and yeah. things. And my mother would use swimsuit jersey yeah. because it was a little bit sturdier. Mm-hmm. It had a little bit of a, a more of a hand because. And I remember saying, "Mr. Halston says on the pattern to use," and she said. <laughs> Mr. Halston doesn't have four boys he's chasing around. I'm sure he'll appreciate so that. So good. Substantial. I love that. She, even my grandmother and she, you know, they, they That's take so the That's so cute, by the way, in full circle for you that Isn't your mom was doing that and you grew up with those. One, I, I think, certainly the legacy, I, I think he is such an iconic personality. Yeah. What, I, what I love 
about Halston himself and what I really feel beyond the clothes it defined him, which in many ways I feel defined to my career at Neiman Marcus. I was never that person in an ivory tower. You had to be out amongst the You're working. people. Yeah. You had to be with the customers totally. in the dressing room. Totally. You had to hear women's points of view. Yeah. And you some super valid, yeah. some, you know, but, but you take it all in because it creates yeah. a narrative when you go to the market, when you go look for an emerging designer, when you're bringing clothes into the stores, onto the website. How is this going to be relevant in the life she's yeah. living? And, and especially before designers had that direct contact, right? You well, know, before social media and DTC and all of that, right? And, and, and remember, he was really the first designer boutique in mm-hmm. America. Mm-hmm. The only other ready-to-wear boutique That's right. in the world That's right. was Saint Laurent's Rive Gauche. Wow. And, and he did it in 68, I believe, that uh, Saint Laurent did it in 64, 66. Are you going to bring back a Halston so, so store? Well, never say never. I do kind of love the idea. And remember, it was retail on one level, mm-hmm. and then the made-to-order was the on atelier. the second level. Oh, I love that. And it's, you know, he, he used it as his, as his laboratory. Yeah. You, you know, interesting to note, Holston was, was a true American. He did not like the word atelier. He did not like the word couture. Interesting. He was he, not trying to... He was not trying to be European. Yeah. It was made to order because yeah. that's what you did in America. You made clothes to order for the client. You, even yeah. the people from his orbit at that time, mm-hmm. Ryan Khan, yeah. Ralph Rucci, even you know, so many of the models yeah. that are still with us, the Halstonettes, yeah. yeah. they all say he was so proud to be an American and those European terms and terminology mm-hmm. did not work into his vocabulary. Hmm. But going, going back that. to yeah. the ability to have a store, yeah. anyone who's listening that has yeah. worked in retail, owns yeah. their own boutique, or yeah. works for a major store, yeah. the lessons that you learn most are from owning a store, it's and so as true. you well know, yeah, that's and for how sure. well you know your client. Yeah. And his clientele wasn't just only his very best friend, yeah. like his sister, Liza Minnelli, it wasn't. Yeah only Elizabeth Taylor, it was the women that were coming in day to day buying those clothes. And they informed the design process. And and I'm just... I love that. It's not not for a fictional Halston woman. It it was for these real women that that he knew and was listening to. And I think that there was also such a... He was fearless in so many ways. And I think, you know, today when designers are fearless, I don't think they're fearless to reinvent as much as... Mm -hmm. Sometimes it feels like it's all to get it's true. Uh, a little bit of attention for yeah, social media of course. and such, and just content. Of yeah. the show. He was fearless in kind of breaking down the barriers of how women dress. He yeah. really liberated them. Yeah. But, but not only how they dress, I mean, when you think about his circle of friends, Holstonettes, mm-hmm. he, didn't, he didn't let the barriers race and yeah. things get in the way. I mean, he, no. was, he embraced and that was very revolutionary when which is great we're getting to one of my topics when he did the battle of versailles right that was like a whole big thing you know, it's, it's to me which I mean, of course we, was we at the net. Well, i mean we, we incredible this yeah entire conversation no. not bring up the netflix yes. series which which many, i loved uh, many, <laughs> every, a lot of people love it and there's a lot of people that did not care for yeah. it for, for whatever reason mm-hmm. but to me Listen, and I believe the truth sits somewhere in the middle of everything in the yeah. world. Ian McGregor was 
brilliant. If, if Ewan McGregor's in it, I'm pretty much there for it. And well, he was <clears throat> amazing at Salston. Phenomenal performance. So I will share this with you. Tell me. Because I, I, I think that people will love to know yeah. this. Chris Royer, mm-hmm. who is one of the Halston ads, mm-hmm. was Halston's fit model, and before right. him, and, and many, many, many others, tells this, tells this, tells me, and which I believe she's brilliant. She helped create not only helped in the design of the set of mm-hmm. the Olympic Tower mm-hmm. offices for the and movie, yeah, yeah, because she spent so much time there. She knew mm-hmm. which way the doors swung, Stop. what it looked oh, like great. when you walked into yeah. the, into the lobby, what his office looks like, the acrylic folding chairs yes. everybody sat in. But Ian McGregor spent time mm-hmm. with her mm-hmm. because he wanted to know how he held his cigarette, Love that. how he lit his cigarette when he ate. How did he hold his knife and Amazing. fork if he was at pause before he put food so in his good. mouth? So he really did his he really was reaching out to people who, who yeah. knew H personally. Yeah, that's cool. So that those affectation he felt real into the role, which I jumped to. Amazing. But then back yeah. to the back to the Battle of Versailles. Yeah. The one thing I do feel was a bit of a miss in mm-hmm. in that in the series yeah. which is so relevant today is how not only revolutionary but so much shocking mm-hmm. that the Americans brought all of these models yeah. to Paris. Black models really didn't work in Paris. Especially yeah, and, in Europe. Yeah. And I'm sure that when you see the faces on those people it, yeah. I'm sure it's just like something yeah. well, they probably really never thought of or seen it before. When, in the, yeah, in the 70s. It's so crazy. I, I just... And what did you think of the uh, exhibit up at the Met? The it's so pe- oh, you know, actually so the, beautiful. It's so beautiful. The, one of Chris Royer's pieces that, that beautiful deep red mm-hmm. um, bugle beaded yes. piece because you can't believe how heavy it is. It's interesting when you think of how beaded pieces, yeah. things that were pieted yeah. and often by hand, there was such a weight to those yeah. clothes at the time, which we don't know, which in modern day clothes, we, we yeah. figured out how to take all of that yeah, out of it. Totally. But I think the Battle of Versailles exhibit that Tom Ford created mm-hmm. is really brilliant. Mm-hmm. I, I wish that I would have, part of me wishes that I would have been, actually I really do wish I would have been at the Battle of Versailles, it would have been really kind of exciting to have seen it and seen the, okay. I don't know if I could have sat through an hour, hours long of Givenchy and yeah. no, it sounded and like a but lot. I would have, yeah. I mean, it would have been really fun to see those, those, I mean, those girls parading around, I mean, you know, Beth Ann Hardison, I mean, what a brilliant woman, not only a model so cool. that, you know, started click and then had her own agency, Beth Ann's, and, and such an amazing advocate still to this day, um, <clears throat> though I do feel that, that conversation of inclusivity on the runway yeah. is less of a conversation than we used to have to have three and four years ago yeah. because people are, are really, I feel, committed to it. I think so. Okay. I think from a race perspective, I'm not sure body diversity, I have to say, but I think well, yeah, in a lot of ways, there's been a lot of progress. By you know, him. growing up in Seattle, I've been, I've, I modeled like in 78, nine into the 80s, mm. and created a lot of fashion shows either for retailers or when I would work, be booked in a show I mm-hmm. somehow always 
found myself kind of helping restyle yeah the thing I hated most about modeling is people putting clothes on me because I hated how it went together right you're like actually I want to also style this (laughs) can you imagine true Virgo style people people love that I'll choose my look or I'll I'll choose the way that it looks exactly but Seattle's such a melting pot in this that I was always looking for the cool kid yeah the, the, the girl with the nose that wasn't the perfect per- nose. Yeah. So that I just, it was yeah. just how we... More interesting people. Yeah. But again, we also be at grunge and all mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Punk, grunge, all those kind of things influenced how a lot of the models looked. Were you living in Seattle during the 90s grunge moment? Back and forth, yes. Yeah. Actually, I saw Nirvana down in uh. Pioneer Square before anybody knew who they were. I didn't know who before, I, before they really exploded. That's amazing. But, you know, ironically... I was in high school the day he died, and I remember my entire high school was like so sad like it was like we all were mourning it it was like a very major moment to teenagers at that time you were a little younger than i am but yes i I remember that moment too i loved his music and i loved and i loved hole and i loved i mean all of the you know her style i mean i can't i I cannot deny that there is not a moment yeah even now as we're working on fall 2023 there's a couple kind of more A-line-ish mm-hmm. sheath dresses yeah. that have kind of a crazy architectural yeah. ruffle taken from the yeah. archive. It's totally her. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's totally her. And it's, it, what do you think about slip dresses and vintage thrift and baby doll dresses and stuff she made? She made a lot of it relevant. There's some super great slip dresses yeah. that are um, being, being re as well. That's exciting. But, you know, there's, I, I've always believed that their fashion is at its and it's really not fashion if there's not the tension between the traditional masculine and the feminine. Mm-hmm. Totally. I, mean, I always think clothes are so much yeah. more exciting mm-hmm. when, when that tension exists. Yeah. And I love when there's the, the rugged with refined. Usually for me comes through in some sort of a, a musical rock and roll, yeah. punky, grungy kind of reference. reference. Yeah. But anything that's, and when it's imperfect, it's perfect imperfection yeah because i don't like things that don't feel considered yeah but i there has to be that high low that, yeah that that soft hard mm-hmm. it's just yeah tension doesn't exist i totally it's agree to me. if it's too one note kind of then it's yeah. i mean it's yeah. i guess in a lot of ways that's maybe where my sensibility mm-hmm. of style is somewhat parallel to how Halston looked at things. Yeah. He didn't do a lot of tailoring, mm-hmm. and I think that what will be interesting when... But, but he wore amazingly tailored clothes. All of his clothes yeah. were custom-made. Oh, beautiful. But I'm, I'm injecting really strong... I picture him with the sweater around his neck and the, the beautiful tailored shirts and trousers. Well, and and he, he wore a pant that was draped. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it had no side seams. Mm. It just had an inseam and darts mm. in the back and no pockets. Interesting. Because he liked, he liked a very clean Yeah, line, very slim, a clean. A little bit of a, a boot cut. Then it had ticket pockets that were um, set in the top of a, a wider waistband. Mm. So, I know. But, you know, it's, it's interesting because today you can, you know, kind of create a knit pant yeah. that has no side seam. Yeah. But these were fully fashioned, like mm-hmm. on the form, so there was no side seam. So it was, it, there was a very cinematic approach to how he dressed, the image he created, mm-hmm. the clothes he created. 
Could you imagine if he was amongst us today in the world of social media? Oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, when, when you think of yeah. Pat Cleveland swirling on his runways and... That whole scene, yeah, can you imagine? Elsa Peretti, I mean, all of it, it's just too much. It, it was built for social, it was built for TikTok seriously, and built for Instagram. Seriously, what's your, new, what's your new vibe, your new office, what's it going to look like? Is it going to be red carpet? <clears throat> or? No, you know, that, um, it's interesting when we do um, H. Holston mm -hmm. for HSN, yeah. which I've done a, f a few times. Is that what you were doing yesterday? I, I, yesterday I did yeah. an H. Holston spot, okay. a 10 minute attempt this with um, new, uh, new Fall, yeah. and then October I'm doing our HSNs. Okay. So we actually do it on a red carpet with lots okay. of orchids and cool. kind of contemporary furniture. Yeah. You know, the, the interesting thing for me is like my, my office will feel very much my own personal style. I love mid-century furniture. Yeah. I like architecture. Architectural pieces. design, yeah. furniture, cool. but I also like odds and sods of some funky antiquity yeah. that you can't even place what it is, yeah. which is what my homes are really like, yeah, I like and that. I love modern art and mm -hmm. emerging art, yeah. which will also become part of the collections as we go forward. You know, he he collaborated with Andy Warhol, mm -hmm. but you know, Andy was known at the time that Andy is so much famous yeah, now today than he was. Then yeah. certainly, I, I feel he's probably more famous today than yeah. he might have been in the moment. That yeah. was very famous then. I think he was very ahead of his time. Very ahead of his like, time. Like, as a conceptual artist, more than anything. So bringing kind of emerging artists yeah. into the, to create textiles and things, mm -hmm. this is going to be part of what we do as we go forward, but I I like modern art juxtaposed with the kind of odds and sods of something that's too gilded, too yeah. rococo frame. I love but that. It is. Do you have any collaborations on mm. the horizon? There, or? there will be collaborations. Cool. I'm, I cannot of course. I cannot speak yeah. to them currently only because there is actually a couple things that are some yeah. of the negotiations. Yeah. And Ding next little. year I'll give, you yes. a, I'll give you a heads up, yeah. but not collaborations in the mm -hmm. sense of I'm going to do a drop of sneakers. Right. It's literally, um, I'm speaking with people that work in the world of jewelry. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because there certainly needs to be that beautiful element. I love Currently, that. not exclusively, mm -hmm. but I do feel it's important to bring in women who are artisans, women who are jewelers. Yeah. You know, if crazy about ceramics and ceramicists mm -hmm. there's yeah. a couple female ceramicists that I'm talking to because we yeah. will be launching home Great. and men's men's on the agenda as well amazing so interestingly there will it will be very Holston in its sensibility the, the men's collection later in, within the next year and a half ish mm -hmm. I'm looking at what would be a made to order but not just come to a salon but a, a collection of really superlative premium pieces mm. for independent retailers. I would literally go across the country and yes. do small dinner parties and things for 12, 15 couples. That's a fantastic idea. Thank and you. and yeah. you're and the right person to the, do that the too. It's great. leather trench. And maybe, yes. maybe it's a duster trench. Yeah. I'm not going to give you too much I almost of wore a leather on. trench here today, <clears> but I it has a shearling collar, and I was like, too much. Too much for today. I was like a little too excited it to is, wear a coat. <laughs> I, but it is the perfect fall day in New York that we're doing this. It 
it's so pretty. But you know, the, oh, that's exciting. I like and have always liked clothes that are somewhat gender blended. Yeah. Not because that's the the as a kid growing up in mm-hmm. Seattle and my early days in design school and even my senior year in high school, mm-hmm. I was always at Nordstrom Rack because they bought Claude Montana yeah. and. And so I buy women's yeah. Claude Montana pants that were like close to it. I, and I so, totally agree. So Especially like a leather trench or something. Like or, that's so perfectly I mean, androgynous. We yeah. developed this amazing pants that it's it grips nicely at the thigh. It's not too tight. Mm-hmm. And then it is a bit of a boot cut yeah. past the knee. Yeah. But I'm doing it in lace. Mm-hmm. I'm doing it in paillette. Yeah. I'm doing it in, in ribbed knit. Beautiful. And woven. Yeah. And it... You know, it, where you choose to handle yeah. your personal style, yeah. but it can be worn with a cowboy boot, mm-hmm. it can be worn with a Chelsea boot, but for a guy, it can be worn with flip flops yeah. or, or a stiletto or a sneaker. Mm-hmm. And that so kind personal. of idea is going to be happening for fall coming, but it'll be very elevated. I mean, if. And if, is fall 23, that's like, is that where we're going to see Ken's imprint on? Yes. Okay, cool. Yes. Okay. Oh, I can't that, wait. You know, through, through everything on, yeah. on the current website, yeah. imagery, yeah. model selection, all of that. Brand refresh. There's brand book is almost complete. Yeah. There will probably be a change to mm-hmm. the current label okay. and to the current logo. Sometimes exciting. everything old becomes new again. I'll yeah. just I'll leave it at that. That's very exciting. Um, you know, again, I don't, uh, I don't feel, I'm not intimidated by the past. There's just some things from the past that are too darn good. Well, and, and, it's like, and I mean, having a, a rich archive to cull from, I mean, I mean is there how great. not a reason for a Barcelona day bed? Yeah. No. Right. So is there <laughs> not a reason to look back to yeah. the really rich parts of a, of a, of a brand? Totally. There will be a total brand rework. Oh, I love that. will be announced in the next three to six months. Very exciting. And it is exciting. It is a, a great thing. I mean, I can't even begin to tell you the mm-hmm. amount of text and DM, DMs especially on yeah. my Instagram account from women who knew him and still have Halston's in their closet uh. and, and have shared, oh, I still have some of my original Halston's. I gave some of my Halston's to my daughter and she wore them at a rehearsal dinner. That's so sweet. Mary, yeah. Or my granddaughter wore my Halston to her prom. I love this. So it's, I've realized this is a multi-generational. Yes, world. yeah, which is really mm-hmm. exciting to tap into. Well, and because of the Netflix series, mm-hmm. It really put the name back into the ether. Big time. And it made it far more interesting to Gen Z, mm-hmm. to even millennial who might not have known yeah. of Halston. And, and like 70s, I mean, I, I consider the heyday of Halston very much 70s. I feel like 70s style is so relevant right now. So it well, makes it's a lot hard of sense. not to look at current collections. Mm-hmm. Not, not um, last season, which mm-hmm. is Walk the Runway in New yes. York, and even what's walking oh, yes. here in. Yep. Walked here in New York, yep. and what is now walking mm-hmm. on. Jersey dressing, mm-hmm. knit dressing, yes. languid, sensual, mm-hmm. a sexiness mm-hmm. that's not a trashy sexiness. Totally. It's really on everyone's mind. Fluid. And, and yeah. he put that language forward. out there. No, that's so and true. When, you know, women were buttoned up in yeah. bouquets. Yeah, so true. I guess in many ways, it's it's kind of the perfect time to mm-hmm. be doing all of this. Even through the 90s, when yeah. you look at a lot of 
past 90s collection mm-hmm. with all the minimalists and that really mm-hmm. defined that yeah. era. A lot of it was referencing Halston. You know, it's so funny through that when you look at the Battle of Versailles moments and when, when they talk about Mr. Song, FIT, that they did a Song Rong mm-hmm. Halston exhibit. And when you go through the imagery, mm-hmm. some of the Halston pieces you know immediately. Yeah. Some of the Saint pieces you know immediately, mm-hmm. but there's a couple you're like, you have to go back and check the notes because yeah. there's a lot. Halston had his nets, yeah. and Mr. Saint had his posse of yeah. women that surrounded him yeah. as well. Yeah. I actually don't think they disliked each other as mm-hmm. much as the, a manufactured the, competition. Yeah, manufactured. yeah. I, I think they probably they might have had a little jealousy or yeah. something because. Most devastatingly handsome men yeah. surrounded by beautiful women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Saint Laurent owned Paris mm-hmm. and exactly. owned New York. Healthy competition. Exactly, which is always good. You would have been a Holston woman. For you would sure. have been a Saint Laurent For woman. sure, for Which sure. Because you were like Chanel tweeds. And, yeah. I, and, and, no. and listen, I, I have great respect for Chanel and what she did as a designer yeah. and what that house represents today. And the little, black, so little black dress. If yeah. I was a woman and I would have been a Saint Laurent woman, I would have yeah. been a Holston. so chic. Who are some of your favorite designers today? Who do you think is like really doing something special right now? I'm obsessed with Laquan Smith. I Very think cool. Yeah. doing Very sexy. really amazing yeah. things. And I love that he's not afraid of color. Mm-hmm. I love, and this may not be a popular comment, because I'm an animal lover, mm-hmm. but I love that he is using fur. He chooses to, yeah. and he's not letting opinions of other people influence. Fur conversation is nuanced. Obviously, it's a very unpopular. Um, it's an unpopular topic. topic. But I love that he's doing with yeah. his custom. Yeah, ones. exactly. I also like Christopher John Rogers very, mm-hmm. very much. I think that he is a, another really bold vision. Yeah, that's doing beautiful things. Agreed. But you know, in kind of almost like I see a legacy brand now. I'm just a huge fan of Trees. Oh, me and too. And I, I just I think that he is such a special human being, a special soul, mm-hmm. and because he doesn't fall prey to the trend of the moment. Yeah. And and his ability to create that eclectic spirit with such exhaust of the word modern. There's a great modernity yeah. to how he brings things that have a historical mm-hmm. reference at times. But it still always but feels and fresh. Just, and and it always goes. Like I have dreams from ten years ago or from last it year and it still, always right? yeah it's there's a sentimentality yeah. to dreams. A romance to it, I agree. And and I'm a super sentimental Mm-hmm. which I think also helps me with kind of yeah. moving Halston forward. Yeah. The, sen- the, the sentimentality of what it was is super important to yeah. me. But at the same time, we have to create exactly. n- new new ideas, new images, new moments for the ahead. Who else am I just loving? Anyone Jacques Moose, yeah. I like a lot. I love Jacques Moose, yeah. I think, yeah. again, you know, there, there's Fun. sensuality yeah. and... It's sexy, but it's still fun. Jacquemus is like something I still wear a lot. It's really cute. Huge fan of Saint Laurent right now. Yeah. I think that Anthony Macarella's really Looks found good. his stride. It's and expensive, but it's really good. It's I actually fun. want to finally buy a Saint Laurent Chelsea boot. You actually, you, it's funny. Because I'll I, wear it forever, I right? I two pairs that I just put in my bag for mm-hmm. housing works because I've worn them. But some kid's going to find them and like, oh, these are totally rock and roll hot. <laughs> I, um, I love a good boot. I love a good Chelsea boot. But yeah, I feel like I love a Chelsea boot. 
Saint Laurent's kind of the best in well, that you know, arena. Paulson himself always kind of wore Chelsea mm-hmm. boots as we embark into yeah. footwear, which is not going to be immediately yeah. there will be Chelsea boots for him and for her. You know, there's so many, there's so many great young designers that are doing so many things that I think are. I mean, certainly Catherine Holstein too. Absolutely. You know, she is, I was going to say her Chelsea boot. I also have my eye on, which looks a lot like the Saint Laurent, the kind of thicker sole. I like her footwear. And, and I, I like her vibe. You know, I think that she mm-hmm. she builds the cool into the clothes, which I think her leathers are awesome. Yeah, They're like really good. I, I guess that's kind of my yeah. It's my so hard, and there's so many of you know. But then every season, it's like you know somebody does. Oh my god, I love this. Yeah, there's just there's some people that you always kind go, of back, go to. back to, and that touch you. I'm just always obsessed too with how Therese mixes. And, yeah, you know, I'm, and you can buy it so many different ways for a store and personally. Like it's such a um, eclectic, expansive, prolific collection. Do you wear Dries yourself? I have a few pieces. Mm-hmm. I'm oddly classic, mm-hmm. just because I, I'm literally that person that lives day into the night. Yeah. When I think of the images of Holston always in a turtleneck, which yeah. is black pants, yeah. black jacket, or when yeah. you think of Perry Ellis and his yeah. blue Oxford cloth shirt. Yeah. I mean, anybody that's mm-hmm. listening to us that doesn't know who Perry Ellis is, please go and Google and yeah. see those early collections because they were one of the... Of course. I mean, Mr. Saint Laurent and mm-hmm. Mr. Holston yeah. and, and, and those greats certainly informed my childhood yeah. and continue to inform my interest in fashion. Perry Ellis really. I mean, yeah. this collection super excited me. My last question for you is really, I'm so excited for your appointment here at Halston. I think it's really just exciting for American fashion, but I always think about, you know, the heritage American brands and so many of them lose their footing and lose their way. Whereas I feel like the European heritage brands always have the hot new creative director and are keeping relevant. And- Bella still exists. Mm-hmm. Stephen Burroughs is still alive and with us. More of a reverence. Yeah. For fashion, for fashion and the fashion houses mm. in Europe. But when you think of some brands, I mean, when you think of Halston, it, it has the name recognition as powerful I mean, as it is here. Calvin Klein, Anne Klein. They're, you know, they're, they they exist, but they exist at a, at a different level. When, could, when Raph was at Calvin, that was so exciting. But we could have an entirely separate conversation yeah. about Raph at Calvin. Yeah. I often felt I was the only person who was really an advocate for mm-hmm. him being there. Yeah. But you know, it's interesting. I love him. Mm-hmm. I, I think that he is another very special soul. Yeah. Super smart, intellectual. Very talented. But super sensitive. And when he was at Jill Sandler. Sorry, this woman's hair above you is <laughs> killing when, me. When, um, <laughs> when, um, when he was at Jill Sander mm-hmm. and then left, all of the news around that was that the business was horrible. Jill yeah. Sander. Yeah. Our business with Jill Sander at Neiman Marcus was as good, if not better, when Jill was designing it. We had a really big, big Jill Sander business, and it only got better under his yeah. design direction. Yeah. But the press wanted to, oh, he, he's gone, he can't, maybe nobody else knows how to buy it. I don't know. Yeah. Then the Dior business, mm-hmm. which struggled after yeah. John Galley, even yeah. during John's years, because yeah. towards the end, you could tell he was very disengaged. Yeah. And, and I don't I don't mean to no. talk out of school, but no. he was very disengaged with Yeah, and I think that's and well, they're, well, they're just people yeah. weren't interested in it. Yeah. When Raph came, the Dior business became important again. And people were coming in and yeah. asking for it and they were buying it. So when he went to Calvin, you 
can't go back to a white room with a white orchid and, and a cardigan and a slip dress, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is why I can't go back to, yeah. to everything that Halston did. Yeah. Nobody understood the brilliance of what he was creating on those runways. Yeah. And interestingly, those clothes sold at me. The first group of knits mm-hmm. and pieces that came sold to the piece. The next delivery was so late mm-hmm. it had no selling on the floor. You understand this is a yeah. retailer, yeah, Calvin Klein yeah. group. And if anyone's listening, mm-hmm. I'm, you know this is probably true. But they had been a panty and perfume business for so long. Totally. There, they hadn't worked out the functionality and of a designer collection. Of, of a designer collection, getting the clothes in store. Totally. And I, was, I, I thought it was the most brilliant move they made there. I was into it. Yeah. And I was all about it. I was too. But anyways, it's exciting that you are here. Any Thank any you. last thoughts for women and dressing, you style advice? Motto, you wear the clothes, do not let the clothes yeah. wear you. And I'm super excited, obviously, beyond being here. I've spent my entire career looking for the perfect pieces mm-hmm. and collections to bring to women. Yeah. Now I have the ability with my team to design the perfect pieces yeah. and not fill a collection full of superfluous things for the sake of it. Exactly. And then getting out on the road yeah. into the retailers who sell Halston and retailers who will be selling Halston yeah. to spend time in dressing rooms again. I have to say, time in a dressing room is for the most yeah. wonderful time I spend yeah. because it really inspires me to come back to design. Totally. And I can't wait to see you in so Halston. So exciting. I can't wait to be in Halston. Halston Vintage has been my jam up until now, so this is going to be very... Do you have Halston Vintage in your closet? I am sure I do. And I used to have a vintage shop in my shop. I had like a curated vintage, and we had plenty of Halston. So, so. so you know my first... I shouldn't say my, my very, very early entree mm-hmm. to being in fashion. Yeah. I created vintage fashion shows that I did for like women's groups and You're church kidding. groups. No, like in high school. That's we were doing the coolest I, thing all ever. All I wore was vintage clothes, like forties suit suits and That's you know, so vintage fifties shirts and Hawaiian shirts. That's and amazing. My group of girls mm-hmm. that I kind of had my own I yeah. guess kind of Ken S. What's the Halston at and in, the, in, in the day? And we would like we would go to the Salvation Army in Value Village and find beaded sweaters yeah. from the fifties and beautiful. But I did I, a woman who was that I worked for in Seattle. She carried vintage clothes, mm-hmm. and then her mother uh, had a very known vintage store in Tacoma, Washington, mm. and actually had a lot of celebrities and people that that she worked with. She had things from like the 1800s, and I mean, she sold things that today would should literally be in museum collections. You know, mid 70s, late 70s. Oh my God. But vintage was kind of like it was my jam at the time. Amazing. And, and you can only imagine how much you know what I took in high school, like all of us. Know. Yeah. But then vintage became punks, yeah. more vintage yeah, right. Sex Pistols yeah. t-shirts and things. Vintage was my thing. I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. So great. Let's do it again. Please.